everybody, welcome back to the Exemplary Student Podcast. Today, we found Muhammad's long-lost recordings, so uh, bear with us a bit because it's a couple months old, but uh, we hope you enjoy. And uh, today, we have a very special guest, uh, the Saudi Arabian Elon Musk, Muhammad. How's it going, Muhammad? Hey there. Hi, I'm doing well. That's good to hear, it's good to hear. So, uh, as you guys know, uh, Muhammad is a bit of an interesting individual. Uh, although he's uh, quite an introverted person, he does have a lot of hobbies under his belt. And today we're going to get straight into his programming hobby. So when did this hobby blossom and uh, how did how did you get into it? Uh, well, I'd say it was around like end of grade 7, grade 8, if I remember correctly. So that would be what, 27, 2017? Is that how years work? Probably yeah, 2017. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was when I was like, because I like I. I I had no idea what I wanted to do as like a career, which, you know, understandable. I'm like, what, 13 at that time? Makes sense. But I was like, hmm, I have an interest in math. I want to do something with that, but not like just theoretical math and just be like, ooh, numbers have pattern. I'm, I'm simplifying it way too much, but you know, ooh, number have pattern, ooh, shape have pattern. I wanted to do something that was like actually impactful or at least could be impactful in some way. And so I was like, wait a minute, computers exist, programming exists, and, that, and that, you, that, that has applications, that can be used in a variety of industries. And so that's kind of when it started, when I just kind of started researching more into it, and like I started looking at artificial intelligence as well, and I started leaning more towards that, maybe, maybe partly just because of the way it sounded, not only just like an actual interest, but eventually... It, that's what led me into it and I remember vividly when you started that uh, 100 days of uh, machine learning uh, project which uh, everyone was really proud of you of um, as you guys know uh, I'm I actually started this as well and I stopped after two days because I realized this was not feasible for me but uh, somehow Muhammad kept going all the way and he eventually got to the end so uh, Muhammad maybe if you could explain what the uh, 100 days of machine yeah. learning is Sure. So that's, I mean, it's what it sounds like. It's a hundred days of learning and teaching yourself or creating or whatever, or doing something regarding machine learning every day, every day for an hour for a hundred days, I think. And I had, I had done that from like August of grade nine. So whatever year that was a hundred days. So that'd be till around November. Okay. And pretty much you make it sound very successful it wasn't as successful as it was what i pretty much did was i have or yeah i have this just giant book here uh of machine learning stuff that i went through and watched like a lot of videos and stuff and i had this project that i wanted to do of making a little like car thing buggy buggy is the word that could um that like had a camera on it and like based on whatever hand gesture you had it would move a certain direction so thumbs up would be forward down backwards left and right left and right would which may or may not be mirrored uh anyways that was the uh, end goal which failed miserably by the way i had all the parts for it but i never actually had enough time to do it and with school well that was just really hard for me and there were a lot of days where I was just like where I just I just watched videos and just kind of was tired and just watched videos on machine learning and 
technically still counted. So one, one could argue I didn't really do it. But I'd like to say I did because that makes me feel better about myself. But I mean, you can't discount all the progress you put into it because uh, oh, I can remember how far you got in terms of learning how to use the, uh, uh, the Python programming language and also different mm. uh, forms of uh, using the console to execute different commands, etc. So, I mean, you can't just, like, just fully... Yeah, 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 of course. I'm not, I'm not going to say it was a complete failure. I never did anything. But, you know, I'm just saying it wasn't... No, I did, I did well. We'll just say that. <laughs> Okay, well, um, as uh, you have a lot of experience now with programming languages, or at least uh, Python and uh, somewhat Java, uh, is there any possibility of you actually um, doing something programming related in your career, or is this kind of a hobby thing? Most definitely. That is probably where I will go. I, I would like to do like artificial intelligence in university. Pos from what it looks like now, maybe somewhere in the UK or in the Netherlands. And that does seem to be where I am heading right now. That seems to be the most interesting and most impactful thing for me, at least. Well, yeah, you have a bright future, so I, I wish you luck. Thank you. Yeah, uh, actually, artificial intelligence, I mean, for me, at least, that's super interesting, and I don't really know much about it. So could you, like, talk a little bit about uh, how that works, how you um, program it and stuff? Uh, well, I'll just give like a general overview. The main idea of it is giving a computer data and having it recognize the patterns within that data and make future predictions or conclusions from it. And from there's like three main ways of doing machine learning, which would be supervised, unsupervised, and reinforcement. Supervised is give it all this data about whatever, let's say, I don't know, the weather or something in like a f the past 10 years, let's say. And from that, make a prediction of what the weather will be like on average over the next month or something. I don't know how accurate that would be. I've never tried anything like that. But that is kind of the main idea. Unsupervised would be... So unsupervised, I don't really remember, honestly, but it's mainly just... It, it does not use uh, data like at all. I've not, I don't 100% remember how it works. I could check if you want to, but I don't remember. And reinforcement is uh, pretty much you have like an agent or like, you know, the actual program and it does something and whatever action it does, you either reward it or punish it for it. And its, it's goal is just to get as much reward as possible. And so over time, it becomes more and more optimal and like does whatever it's trying to do. So um, if, it, for example, like move from, I'm pointing at like the other side of my room, move from that one side of the room to the other, and it would just be doing random actions, but then the closer it gets to the other end of the room, the more reward it gets. So it learns, oh, okay, I need to move in this direction to get more reward, and oh. hence it would be able to move from one, uh, from one end of the room to the other over time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so kind of like training a dog. <laughs> in a sense, I guess? Don't yeah. have any okay. pets, so I don't think I can say anything. Though I do have a goldfish. I did have a goldfish that died when I was like five because I forgot <laughs> to feed it. Oh, I no. am a very... I have a good memory as a five-year-old. <laughs> you must have been traumatizing. Yeah. Not at all. On the topic of trauma, um, 
there's somebody that we met a couple weeks ago in the Among Us tournament, and we're pretty sure we may have traumatized her when you introduced her to us. Um, uh, her name is, well, her alias at least is for Betty. Uh, and I understand that you met her online and that she's uh, become quite a close friend of yours. Could you talk to us about her and kind of how you've become friends during the lockdown? Well, yeah, there's like, she's just part of this uh, larger friend group that we have, which the way I met them, I've been wanting to tell this story for a while. It's, it's a good one. I'm really happy about it. So it's a fateful morning of March 22nd. Lockdown had just started and I had awoken and looked at my phone and had gone to the bathroom <laughs> doing my business. <sighs> Now, I had joined this Discord server of this one streamer, I won't say who, and I just looked, looked in there a bit, said hi a few times. I was, I was really shy there because like, I thought all these people knew each other, uh, what, what do I say, how do I fit in, whatever. So I only said hi a few times, and like, you know, that's it. And then one day, I'm just looking at the Discord server, I see this one guy, I won't say his name, uh, who's just talking about this idea of not thinking and just already knowing everything. Now, obviously, this is a joke. It's just one big stupid joke. I'm just like, yo, dude, wh what? What are you saying? <laughs> you, you have to think what? And I'm just super confused by what he's saying. He's like, no, you don't understand. You don't have to think. You already know everything. And it's this stupid idea. And then pretty much, then he just says, "Yo, go into the voice channel. Call, call me. Let's talk about this." I'm just like, <laughs> I "I'm still on the toilet, mind you." I'm like, "Oh, oh. sure, I'll join in a bit." I, so I get off the toilet, <laughs> wash my hands, go turn on my computer, <laughs> join this guy and call. I'm just like, "Dude, what? what? What are you saying? No, you have to be have the ability of thinking." And then we have this this other person that joins us, which is also who's also on my side, and we're just like, "Yo, dude, what what the hell?" And he's just like, "You know what? Look, I'm going to go into this other voice channel. Come to me when you finally understand." And I'm just like, y "You know what? Sure, I'll let me go along with this joke. I'll go along with him." And then I join him. The other person joins him, and eventually we get like a few people with us. And then he's just like, "This is just going to be a collective hive mind." of everyone already knowing what everyone else is thinking and being one entity. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that is known as uh, emergence, by the way. Just fun fact for you guys. Yeah. And so what happens is that as we are talking, five to seven other people join this call all at once. And now this is the bigger friend group I was referring to. They're just like, dude, what? You want to you join our friend group? And I'm like, Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yes. <laughs> so now I have uh, this one, or had this one Discord server, which was the Hive, as it was called. Its logo was literally just a brain with an like with an X drawn on it. It's literally just don't think we are just one collective hive mind that knows everything. And then I have the actual friend group, which is called Talk One, literally just named after the voice channel called Talk One, and that name's just stuck. And pretty much in talk one, what I would what I would do is I would just keep referencing the hive, and it was my only joke for like a month. They really hated me for it because they got so annoyed of it, and I've apologized to them so many times about it because 
I can see how it got really annoying. Mm. Uh, but yeah, pretty much that is how I met them. There were there are now about thirty people in that group. Well, I mean, I just want to interject really quick because.、Um, I do kind of agree with your friend. You don't necessarily need to think to、uh, perform certain tasks.、Yeah. I'm just just saying. You know. Certain. certain、uh, well, what was the argument you had against? This is one big joke. The argument I had against him. It was just you need to. Oh, oh! I remember the example I used.、Uh, you see a rock in front of you. You have to think. Oh, this is a rock. This is what a rock looks like. This is how I know it is a rock. And he's just like, "No, you already know it's a rock. You you already have the intelligence of everything, apparently." Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. Really okay, so the, that argument is kind of flawed. But I would argue that I mean,、yeah. in terms of responding to you're taking this too seriously. Forms of external stimuli,、uh, it would be possible to react to something without thinking. So, for example,、uh, if Your hand was、uh, put in an oven, for example. You're not going to think, "Oh wow, my cells are dying in my hand. I need to <laughs> pull away." No, it's actually related to your nervous、yeah. system, and it's an immediate reaction. So you didn't actually but, have to think. But to Rami, I think I I don't think that's what the guy was saying. I think he was more saying like we just know things because we know them.、Yeah. We don't have to think to know them. And Muhammad's argument is clearly yeah, well. Yeah, actually, we, we have I, to ascertain that knowledge, that. not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't gain knowledge; you already have all of it. Exactly. That was kind of his idea there. It was. It was really stupid, but well, it's what I, mean, I see. I、yes. see how it can bring a lot of people together to discuss about it because we're already getting deep into it, <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately get tired of it like a week after. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, God. In fact, I kept repeating the same jokes so many times that one time, like the main guy of the group was like. You know what? I am going to make a bingo card of all of your jokes, of like so. How many is on a bingo card? Like five by five. It was like one free space. So twenty-four、yeah. jokes, and I, whoever can hear him say all the jokes in one day, or not all the jokes. Sorry, like in a row or whatever. You,、yeah. People know how bingo works.、Uh, they don't. They, I guess they just win the satisfaction of it. And I was I was completely unaware of it. So I joined their call one day, and I'm just like. Hi guys, what's up? And I, I, as I, whenever I said one of the jokes, they would all like be really excited. I was just like, "Huh? What? What is going on?" And then midway, the guy, like the guy, just pulls, takes me into another call, and was like, "Yeah, look, this is what we're doing." And and but he doesn't、oh. tell me the jokes, so I have to try and not use the jokes that I always use, while knowing that we're expecting the jokes. Oh my God! Okay. They ne they never they never won. They they had one space left. I remember. Don't remember what it was. And even if I remembered, I probably shouldn't say. But. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was a whole ordeal. It was it was very fun, honestly. Yeah, sounds very fun. Well, I mean,、uh, would you when you compare the social experience、uh, from something that's.、Uh, Where you have two people, but there's a screen between you guys compared to VIS. I mean, would you prefer the VIS social experience over uh, your uh, fur Betty squad? Um, I mean, meeting people in real life and you know actually being with people is always going to be more fun, I think. But I think what's more important is 
who it actually is. And with these people, I've, I've always just kind of had more fun with them and it's been more entertaining with them. Because, I don't know, that's just how it's been. We've just kind of... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Rami. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're sounds still like a bit friend. of a low blow to our uh, friend group. Damn. I'm not. I'm not trying to say the people in the VIS <laughs> are bad. I would never. I would never say such a thing. But it's just. I. I, I just relate more to these. Uh, to the other people. To talk one. Actually, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, not anymore. But I remember. Um, <laughs> for for those who know, you know. Um, I used to do. I used to have a YouTube channel, and uh, at that point, I had a lot of you know online friends um who i met through youtube and at that time i, I certainly had friends at vs but i think similar to you muhammad i found them uh in some ways a little bit more relatable at the time um but mm. for me i guess i eventually i well i really just lost motivation to do youtube and all that stuff because it was just yeah that was kind of a the the stuff i was doing was really kind of a different phase it's you know not quite doing yeah, a podcast yeah. and stuff which is a lot more fun and we can talk to actual interesting people instead of just rambling to myself in my room yeah it's a lot more productive <laughs> we can say Fair. yeah it's very, it's very <laughs> understandable honestly well um I'm, i actually had no idea that we had the same experience because i mean personally speaking um i actually really love um the people of yes i mean uh there's a certain group of people in our grade that i i would consider to be like almost like my brothers and stuff uh people like hate mm. them and fa i've known them for so long it's uh like, i'm sure if i walked up to fa's house like just like barge in no questions asked so uh <laughs> yeah um i i mean please yeah. don't do that it does not sound like a good idea <laughs> yeah i think i might have done that before but i don't know <laughs> um, people have definitely hello it is i to say that um no but yeah no i never had that experience yet so i don't know maybe uh i'll look into it mm. i'll join muhammad's uh talk one uh group uh, for benny <laughs> that, squad that would be interesting to say the least so muhammad uh seeing that we've been in lockdown for nearing on a year now um mm-hmm. Have you developed any new hobbies or have you started uh, gaming more or anything like that during this really long time of being locked in our homes? Um, I think the main thing that I've been doing is spending time with like Talk One and all that. Uh, in terms of gaming, I have I've been playing a bit more, I'd say. Mainly just Zelda. And yeah, Rami, Rami over here, this man. He is continually trying to convince me <laughs> to buy the new Pokemon game, Sword and Shield. And I keep, I keep telling him <laughs> over and over, but it is highly unlikely that I will finish them because of the IB and all that. Yet you still mm-hmm. try and convince me to, do, to buy them. Uh, yeah, and then like the summer, I kind of started running again. But then the second lockdown hit and I kind of stopped again. Oh no, I... St- no, I kept running, and then when it got cold into the winter, I kind of just stopped again. And I really should get back on it, but I keep getting demotivated because of the cold. But I'm, I'm sure I'll figure that out at some point. I'll probably start running again soon, hopefully. Especially once it gets warmer. Well, on the topic of uh, not having enough time because of the IB, um, I just wanted to ask you a really quick question. So, 
um, of course, as people know, you're fluent in Arabic. That was your uh, mother tongue. Mm. But uh, curiously, you picked German uh, as your language acquisition instead of Arabic, even though you, know, you achieved uh, complete fluency in Arabic as a child. So I just wanted to ask you about why you decided to make that decision. Well, I think, as you know, I've always hated German, uh, German classes. I think that's kind of just an infamous thing. Uh, in the entire grade and possibly the entire school as well. <laughs> German classes are kind of considered the worst ones for for reasons, I guess. And initially, yes, I did want to choose Arabic because, oh, it's my mother tongue. It'll be an easy seven, surely. And I was like, wait a minute. Do Where do I want to go in the future? Do I want to necessarily go back to Saudi Arabia? Or do I want to have possibilities here and in Germany as well. And so, you know, once I started thinking of it like that, I was like, it makes more sense to choose German if I want to have the possibility of maybe still living here. I don't know necessarily where I'd live in the future, but I definitely want Vienna to be a possibility. It's literally the most livable city. It's a, it's a good option. Indeed. Yeah. And then, yeah, and just to have more possibilities open. And so I think it was in the summer or something, I just emailed uh, a teacher and was like, hey, can I switch to German, please? Thanks. And eventually I got that switched over. It was all good. It was like a fairly last-minute decision, but I, I'm happy with it, honestly. I'm happy I like went through that thought process and reflection, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you speak of um, where you want your future to be, and I think that given that we were talking about the IB, it's... um. And we recently talked about this in Homeroom, too. Uh, for career paths and university, have you started thinking about that yet? Like, where do you want to go in the future? Like, past BIS, past the IB? I have started looking at it, yeah. Uh, like I said before, I think the main two countries I'd probably go to university in would probably be in the UK or in the Netherlands. That Those two seem to be the most, like... Uh, the best options for like artificial intelligence and all that. Uh, in terms of mm-hmm. afterwards, I don't really know. There's, I could maybe stay in either of those countries. I could come back here, like I said, maybe go to Germany or maybe even go back to Saudi Arabia. Who knows? I'm not really sure about that yet. And frankly, I don't really want to worry about it right now. I think it'll all depend on a number of factors that I'll only really be able to decide in the future. Do you, do you have uh, anything else you want to talk about, Mohammed? Um, no, I think that's it. Okay. Well, then, in that case, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. It was great having you on. It was great being here. Hey, well, uh, thank you, Mohammed, for uh, coming on the show, as Ali said. And uh, we also look forward to seeing what you're planning on doing in the future. Uh, I think it's very bright, considering your programming background and... Uh, how you want to kind of uh, move into learning about more AI and machine learning, which I think will really be a benefit to society. So, uh, yeah, so thank you. Before we leave, is there anything you want to plug? Your Instagram, YouTube, maybe? Uh, anything? Uh, my Instagram is just uh, M, it's M B A L F A K E I H. 